Oh. So I want to I want to tell you before I forget. Next week we're going to start a series and it's titled This is That. And for some of you who've been here for a while, you've heard it before. But I promise it'll be different. It always is. I never Cindy, I never preached the same sermon twice, right? You don't know. <laughs> Have you ever heard me get up when I preach something twice and like he's completely different? <laughs> well, I'll preach it and let me know. So we're going to be going through the book of Acts in the month of March. And so the challenge for you is to read one chapter of the book of Acts throughout the month of March. I believe March has 31 days. And lucky for you, Acts only has 28 chapters. So it's an achievable goal. If you get behind one day, you should be able to catch up. By the end of March, you should have read one book of the Bible, the book of Acts. So let me, I'm going to put everyone on the spot real quick. Today, my sermon might make some people uncomfortable. So um, raise your hand if you'll join me in the challenge of reading the book of Acts this month. All right, good. Most of you have raised your hands. I'll take that as uh, we're going to do it. <laughs> and uh, so each week... And even Bible study, we're going to be talking about the book of Acts. We're going to take it deeper at Bible study. So you'll get something on Sunday, and then you'll have your notes. We'll give you notes for the Bible study on Sunday so that you can take notes if you want to. There'll be some questions for you to answer on there, and then we'll bring it to Bible study. And those books, uh, those chapters of Acts that we read that week, we'll also incorporate into Bible study that night. So so all of the month of March is going to be just a bunch of Acts. So it's going to be good stuff. There's a lot of good things in Acts. That's the birth of the church. That's where the church started. You wonder where the church started? Everybody's like, oh, the Catholic church started the church. No, it's in the book of Acts, okay? That's not how it went down, okay? Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> this is how it went down. And we'll take the Bible's account over man. So <laughs> um, uh, challenge you to do that, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So next week, Joe is going to kick it off. He's going to take Acts 1 and 2, and then you'll have to deal with me for the rest of the month. But uh, I'm excited. I absolutely love the book of Acts, not any more than any other book of the Bible, but it's, uh, it's an exciting time. It's the birth of the church, and it really shows us how we should be as a church as you go through it. But today, um, my question for you last week, I, I started this, Rescue Me, and uh, I was praying this week. I had this analogy that I wanted to use, but I was like, well, what, what goes with it? Like, Lord, I need you to deal with me. And then, lo and behold, Facebook and some other ministers <laughs> gave me a comment, and I was like, oh, Thank you, God. I know exactly this, the, the scriptures to use with this. But let, let's start off with this. Sometimes we have this big idea of what it's going to be like when we make it, right? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a millionaire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the CEO of Fortune 500 country. I'm going to own my own business. I'm going to have my own house. And we never really make it that. We don't often think of the decisions it takes to make it when, to get to that place because we really don't know what we're going to go through until we're there. And we look back on our life and we're like, oh, now I see the steps that I took 
But part of being rescued is trusting the process of the rescue. How many of you, the, I'll tell you, my, my problem is I need, I'm my worst enemy. I'm my biggest critic. I'm my biggest, yeah. I got some hands going <laughs> back there, yeah. I'm my worst enemy. I need to be rescued from me, okay, <laughs> sometimes. So maybe you resonate with that. You're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I am absolutely my own worst enemy. But today we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 19. But before we do that, here comes my illustration. How many of you, like, get marketed to? You're on social media and you get an ad. Jim, you ever get any ads? all the time, right? Like you can't scroll Facebook or TikTok or Instagram without finding some type of ad. Well, for me, I'm, a, I'm, I'm real bad. I'm a sucker when it comes to marketing. Like if you got a good video and you like show me how this thing is, I believe everything you say sometimes. My goodness, it's so bad. I love to go shopping. <laughs> uh, toxic trait of myself. I just love to, I love to go do all those things. And so I have to keep myself in check and my, my hardest thing that I struggle with is delayed gratification. Probably a little bit of that like ADHD that I got. I think that's one of those, those symptoms. Like you can't, you got to have it right now, this instant. And like you ordered on Amazon and two-day shipping isn't fast enough for you. Like, why can't they just drone it over to me? It's the Amazon warehouse is in Fargo. Come on. They should have like these delivery tubes. You know, that just like you order it and bam, it's at your house. Like, that's what I need. Like, I need it now. I don't want to wait three, four days because in Detroit Lakes, it's not two-day delivery. <laughs> I had to cancel my Amazon Prime because I got so mad. I was like, telling me it's going to be here in two days. And it's like three, <laughs> four. Four is the, <laughs> it's been the average. I'm like, I'll just pay for my shipping in that case. <laughs> so, I got advertised this winter, something. <clears throat> I've been working out for a while, and I love to go to the DLCC and <clears throat> sit in the sauna. But the, the part about the sauna is people like to talk in the sauna. And, and I, don't, I don't like listening to people talk when I'm in the sauna. I just got to focus on, on me for that moment. <laughs> um, and, and so I got advertised. I get advertised saunas all the time now. I can't afford any of them. But I'm going to show you the one that I really wanted. Go ahead and throw that picture up there for me. Look at this guy. Look, look at this. this. This looks affordable, right? For the price of like $3.49, I think maybe. I think actually it might be $4.99, something like that. You can get this sauna box, and it's a, it's a steam sauna. And I was like, babe, we need to get this. We could both fit in this thing. Look, and it's at least as tall as this guy, Right? Right? <laughs> Yeah, okay, next picture now. now uh, look, you can see this, oh, it's all steamy. And begin, begin at your toes slowly and mindfully move your attention to each toe one at a time. Notice any sensations, tension or discomfort. And like progress, and, and it's true, like you get in the sauna thing and, like it, and it's warmer down at the bottom and it starts to work its way up, this steam. And so I was like, oh man, I gotta have it. The marketing on this thing was just, oh, I needed it. I needed it so bad. And we, we sometimes like that. You can go back to the, the title screen. I, I have, like, when I see something, I'm just like, oh, man, that is so cool. Uh, how many times, like, we get the idea, this is what I'm going to do? And then you're like, why can't I get to what I want? Well, sometimes because we buy things off of Timu. 
How many of you, how many, do I have any Timu shoppers? Okay, I love Timu. <laughs> it's the <laughs> dumbest app ever, and it takes forever to get it. So anytime you order something, you know. So this clearly is not the sauna box, right? <laughs> Look at this. It's, it's, it's black with a pink zipper and an orange handle. I've, I used to own a business, and I would, I would bring stuff. I would sh- import stuff from overseas, and, and I know that this is the leftovers that made this bag. I 100% know that this was probably, this, this is probably what sauna box looks like without the, so I bought this for the price of $30. Yeah, you talk about it, it's like 10% discount. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In such a hurry. Well, it's blue. Okay. <laughs> I got this. Man, I've seen the video of how they put that thing together and it's got tubes all through it. Now, I wasn't expecting that. I I had realistic expectations. But when I ordered this, I really thought I would fit in it. So let me show you. I opened this thing up in our kitchen and I was like, oh my goodness. Who was this made for? What child? Me. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> of course I used it. But let me show you this for just a second. It No, it didn't come with the chair. The sauna box comes with a chair. It didn't even come with a chair. I had to go out to the garage and get my aluminum folding chair. Let me show you what I look like in this thing. There we go. Let me show you this. Look at this. My shoulders are wider than this thing. (laughs) For $30, though, it was great, right? (laughs) Yeah, you could maybe make it a nice... My my knees barely fit into the thing. Like, let's go ahead and zip it up the rest of the way. (laughs) There we go. And I tell you what, it gets hot in here. It does. I got the, but you know what the cool thing is? That little sauna thing, the thing that really makes it work was also only $30. I got this thing for like 80 bucks. Like I got, I I felt pretty proud of myself. Now it is not the same thing and me and my wife are not getting in here together. (laughs) And I have used it a few times and I really like it. I, I would recommend. (laughs) <laughs> but, but you know what? It's not the quality that I was expecting. It's not what I really wanted because I couldn't, I couldn't wait. And, and I didn't want to save the money, the $400 to buy that cool one. So I ended up settling for something a little less. How many times do we settle for less? We look at the promises that God has for us, but we don't, Ah, that wasn't for me. It happened then, but it can't happen now. I saw that person get healed, but it, God couldn't do that for me. We, and we settle for a product that isn't really that great. The takeaway from this analogy is just 
because someone tells you something about who you are or just because you think something about what you are does not mean that that is what God has provided for you. He loves you abundantly. He loves you more than you could ever think about, but sometimes we sell ourselves, this is just where I'll be. I'll I'll take this little thing. Let's jump into the scriptures today. Well, see, if it was big, it wouldn't be so easy to move around. It takes up less space, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's collapsible. It's not as easy to take apart as the, it's easier to take apart than the other one. You should see me this morning, me and my wife trying to roll that thing up and get it back into that bag. <laughs> it was not easy. <laughs> exactly, you just put it in the closet, you know, it's like, Nobody has to know. (laughs) So let's look at Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 through 15. This is what it says. Then children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, leave the children alone and don't try to keep them from coming to me because the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After placing his hands on them, he went from there. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind is, what were the disciples even thinking? Why why, why did they rebuke those parents and those children for bringing the children to Jesus? I just want you to know, if your kids come here screaming, crying, I ain't never gonna tell them to get up and leave. Sure, you can go back to the nursery if you want to. Sure, you can come over to this room and sit if you want to. Sure, you can send them to Sunday school. But if your kid is screaming and crying, I thank God that you're here. One, I'll never forget the Sunday that you got to minister to someone. When you went out to the car, they were sitting out in the car watching the live stream because one of their kids was getting upset in church and Wanda just went out and told them, keep bringing your kids. Like there's something about that. Wanda, did you ever think that I would preach about you in the sermon or how you ministered to someone? No, a lot of times we're like, I'm not worthy. I could never, I could never be this. But let's talk about children for a moment. They don't own anything, right? Like there ain't a kid in this place that owns anything. Mom and dad owns it. They make mistakes. <laughs> I was that kid who made all the mistakes. But they don't always say the right things. How many of you had a kid? How many of you who, how many of you have kids in here today? Why don't you, now, how many of you have heard the things your kids have said now, this is, the part, this is the part about not having kids that I love because when your kids come around and they start talking about the things mom and dad said, oh, man, I love it so much. I'll be like, oh, really? Did they say that? Go ahead. And, and parents are just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe my kid said that. I'm like, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm, here to, I'm here to see your embarrassment. <laughs> they get dirty. How many of your kids get dirty? Like, they go out, like, it's a... You, I, for, 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 for those of you who don't have kids, like you got a dog maybe or a cat. Cats don't do anything, but you got a dog and it goes outside. You got a white dog. Does it ever run out into the, the muddy and get just dirty? Roll around. It's like, oh, this is so much fun. Kids, I feel like kids are like that sometimes. They're just like mud, <laughs> splash. You know, like it's so much fun. The slime. <laughs> slime, yes, they, they are loud. Sometimes kids are just like, oh, oh, I wish my kid would just be quiet for just like, give me five minutes of silence. Maybe, maybe that's why the disciples rebuked him. 
Oh, get away from him. <laughs> Y'all dirty hands, get away from Jesus. Don't touch his garments, like <laughs> trying to block him. <laughs> if we pick it apart, maybe it could have been them. But maybe Jesus, maybe they saw Jesus was tired and they didn't want him to be bothered. Regardless, the picture that's painted here in this first scripture causes me to feel like they looked down on him. Maybe they thought, oh, you know, you, you can't get to Jesus right now. Like, don't bother him. And they were trying to keep that barrier. We don't know who these children are. The Bible doesn't give us names. The Bible doesn't give us any history. It doesn't call back to these children that Jesus touched. But I have to believe that in this moment, it impacted them for the rest of their life. And every time someone comes to church, it should be an opportunity that they come to Jesus. So no matter what your history is, no matter who you've been or what you've done, you have an opportunity to get to Jesus. We got to tear down barriers so that people can get to Jesus. Rather than being a church that creates barriers to keep people out, we need to be a church that says, no, you need Jesus. You need to hear the gospel. Everyone needs salvation. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. But Jesus says, leave them alone. You were singing this song. Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. <laughs> oh, man. That was Jim this morning. I guess someone puts a song in our heart for something. <laughs> Don't stop them from coming to me. The kingdom belongs to such as these. The phrase here in the Greek language is toyutas. Toyotas. I want to keep, I, I kept saying it wrong the other day when I was practicing it and it was Toyotas, but that's not how you say it. It's Toyota, Toyotas, Toyotas. There we go. That's the word. And it means this kind or sort. So as a Christian, when I read this scripture, I need to be like a child. What? Stop being so mature and having it all figured out. Stop being like, oh, I have arrived. I'm a super Christian. If you want to make it, you need to look and act and be me. Wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Let me read a scripture here. 1 John 3, 1 through 3. It says, see what great love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children, and we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when he appears, we will be like him. We will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Stop trying to be the perfect saint. Stop, stop trying to be the perfect Christian. Now, let me clarify that. I am not saying stop trying to follow God. Stop trying to follow the Bible. That's not what I'm saying here. But you're not going to be perfect. Everybody take a deep breath. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not perfect. Now look back to that person and tell them you knew that. <laughs> if you want to grow in your faith, we've got to sit at the feet of Jesus and let him touch us. 
That means that I'm going to have to become obedient to him. That means like, like as your child, as you train up your child in the way that they should go, then, then that means they're going to have to sit at your feet and learn. So you better be sitting at the feet of Jesus. He's the master. I want to sit at him and him teach me. Everything we do must follow Jesus. So the church should be full of sinners. The church is full of sinners. Thank God. Thank God. People are like, oh, the church has a bunch of hypocrites. I hope so. I really hope so. Now, we shouldn't be hypocrites. I'm going to say that. We shouldn't say one thing and do another. But the church should be full of sinners. And it's because it's the sinners. God's, uh, what was it? Uh, in Luke 5, 30 through 31, it says, but the Pharisees and the scribes were complaining to the, dis the disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? I like how the Pharisees like lumped the tax collectors with the sinners. Uh, I like that. Check that IRS. Jesus replied to them, it is not those who are healthy who need a doctor, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He's come to call all to repentance, the righteous and the sinner alike, because he was talking to the Pharisees, the people who thought they were righteous. He was calling them to repentance, but they were so caught up in their way that they couldn't see that he was saying, you need to repent too. But if you think you're well, then go ahead and keep on living life. Jim, is it okay if I make you uncomfortable and like share some? Okay, cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> I know Jim had to go to the doctor again. He's had some stuff done. And he thought he was clear. Everything was fine. Someone had missed a report and missed calling Jim. Jim didn't know he was sick. Jim didn't know he needed the doctor because he was told he was fine. Sometimes people tell you you're fine but the reality is, is the word of God says otherwise. We're to test ourselves against what his word says and follow his word and pursue his holiness and pursue his righteousness. And so I need to make sure my life aligns with him. But sometimes we think we're fine. This is good. Works just fine. I'm okay with, I'm okay with it. But you know what I'm not okay with? I'm not okay with status quo in my life. I don't want to be the same person 10 years from now. If God tarries, I don't want to be the same preacher. I don't want to. I want to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Little did the Pharisee know, Jesus was calling them as well as everyone else to repentance. If you think you're good, you probably should repent. If you think you're doing it right, it's probably healthy to repent. Paul said, I can't remember where it is in the Bible. And if my wife was in here, I'd be like, Google it for me. So if you want to Google it, he said, I die daily. Meaning we have to die out to our flesh daily because I want to serve God. Meaning Paul was a daily repenter. He seems like a good guy to follow. Matter of fact, he even said, pursue me as I pursue Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. If you want to find that scripture, there you go. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Paul warned the Corinthians. And I believe this warning still echoes today in 1 Corinthians 10. 
12 through 13, it says, so whoever thinks he stands must be careful not to fall. Man, if you think you're standing and you got it all figured out, you got it all figured out, don't fall. Be careful. You are setting yourself up to fall. Verse 13 says, no temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but the temptation, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to bear it. Someone rescue me from myself. My goodness, I get myself into messes. I get, I get tore up, I get messed up. Oh, but if I can become as a child and stop thinking I got it all figured out. Stop, stop planning it out, strategizing it out, and just trust him. We must become as children to him. So 2 Corinthians 11.1, 1, I wish, this is Paul writing. I love this phrase in the Bible. You should probably highlight it. If you got it in your Bible, you should probably highlight this one. I wish you would put up with a little foolishness from me. Yes, do put up with me. I'm going to use the phrase that Paul used. Can you put up with me for just a moment? Jim, come here. Come here, buddy. I'm going to pick on you. Jim, a long time ago, in a, in a galaxy far, far away, this building was something else, right? What was it, Jim? Lakes Lanes. It was a bowling alley. What? <laughs> Jim, did you ever think that you'd come to church here? No. <laughs> At that time, were you even like trying to serve God? Very little. Very little. <laughs> you were kind of a party animal, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe you know Jim, maybe you don't know Jim. Jim is also one of the guys who sits on our board in our church. But but Jim, did you ever think that you would be a board member in a church? No. 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 But God sees something different in you than what you see in yourself, right? You have a seat. Woody. Yeah, stand up. Let everybody see how good you look today. I don't know. What were you doing 20 years ago? How long ago has it been? 1990, okay. What were you doing before that? Tell me, tell me the party animal you used to be. Okay, he was by myself. He was the closet party animal. He was partying with himself. <laughs> but God saw something different in you. You've got up, you've preached before you came here, but you, you've preached here. Like you, you've, you've done things. God saw purpose in you, didn't he? but you didn't see it in yourself. Cindy, stand up. Yeah, I'm gonna pick on you for a second. Cindy, you're a quiet person, aren't you? Yeah, you're like, I remember. <laughs> Cindy, I remember when you walked into church one of the first few times. I remember getting to baptize you back when we were meeting in the uh, Seventh-day Adventist and you were such a quiet person and I have watched you over the past four years, God touched you. I see his anointing on you. 
I see him touching your life. Did you ever think that you would teach Bible study at church? No. <laughs> you probably still don't think you're qualified to do it, but Cindy, God sees something different in you than what you see in yourself. Sometimes we sell in ourselves, oh, I'm not good enough to have the good thing. I'm not good enough to have what was intended by the manufacturer. I'm going to take the cheap product. I'm, this is who I am. I'm the little thing. But God sees so much more in you. He cares about you. He loves you. If you hear me today, stop buying the cheap thing in your life. Stop believing that God doesn't have a purpose for you. Stop believing. Put up with me for a moment. I'm crazy sometimes when I come to church. I love God and I love what he's done in my life. Put up with me for just a moment. <laughs> in verse five, it says, now I consider myself in no way inferior to those super apostles. Just because this place is filled with people in need of Jesus, I don't find you any less of a saint than anyone else. If you need Jesus today, I don't see anything different from you than I see from Jim, than I see from Woody, than I see from Jen, than I see from Cindy. God loves you regardless of what you've done. The struggles you've had, he still has cared for you. He's been on the battlefield fighting for you. I don't find this church any less than any other church in town. Just because I get crazy for Jesus does not mean, and I say this and it's hard to say, because sometimes I find myself less than. There's a better pastor out there. There's someone else better. I'm not good enough, but I don't find myself less than any other minister out there. I don't care. There's been too many ministers out there selling false doctrine for so long. I want to preach truth. I want to see lives transformed and changed. I don't want you to leave the place the same way you walked in. I don't want you to leave with the same struggle you walked in. I believe that he's abundantly able to meet your need. I believe that he's able to touch you. And if you think this is you today, I'm telling you, you're worth the $4.99 price tag. You're not worth the $40 cheap thing. He loves you and he cares about you and he has purpose for you. Yes, we should be mature, but a baby is not born mature. A baby doesn't come out telling you how to do your taxes. Probably be real nice. Your baby doesn't come out telling you, hey, you probably shouldn't buy that. <laughs> Would probably be nice. <clears throat> but no, they watch you and they learn from you and they grow as you teach them. So I want to be a child. I want to have childlike faith. Yes, I want to mature in my faith, but, but God, bring me back to the moment that you saved me. Bring me back to the moment that I was changed. God, don't let me be the same. Don't let me become stagnant. You ever been around a bunch of water that just, it's just been sitting there for a while? And it's kind of stinky. It gets a film over the top of it. I don't want that. 
I don't want to become stagnant. Oh, I've done it for so long. Oh, I've been this way for so long. Stop it. Let the rivers of living water flow through you and see the change in your life. You're worth more than what you have believed about yourself. You're worth more than what you've been telling yourself. God loves you and he cares about you. Ephesians 4, 13 through 16. Until we all reach unity and faith and the knowledge of God's son growing into maturity with a statue, stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning and cleverness in the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way unto him who is the head, Christ. From him, the whole body fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. You're like, that was a lot of words, Zach, but what does it mean? If you're part of the body, you have purpose. If you're part of the body, he has a plan for you. So I want you to do this real quick. Find your buddy, turn to him real quick and ask them, are you part of the body? Go ahead, go ahead. I should hear some talking. Turn to him. Are you part of the body? Now, now that you've asked him the question, now turn back to him and tell him you have purpose. Yeah. Now, if they told you that they weren't part of the body, tell them they need to repent and get part of the body, okay? Okay. Because that next phrase didn't work. If, if, if they're like, no, I'm not part of the body. Well, then be... <laughs> You gotta have some fun, right? You're not small and insignificant. But you may have been sold that lie. Look at David. I love that story of David. Little old David goes there and he gets angry. He's like, mm, how dare this uncircumcised Philistine come out and defile God's people? Like, this is the most high. And he gets angry. And his brother is like, what's your problem, man? And he gets this fire in it. And the phrase, I just absolutely love this. It's like etched in my brain. I love it. And he says, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause that someone should stand and fight this man? And David's a little young man probably insignificant, people look down on him because he's little in stature, he ain't big, he ain't been on the battlefield, he's, he's been just the shepherd boy, he ain't worth anything, he still stinks like the sheep, but he's got faith to move a mountain. Some of you have got some Goliaths in your life that have been speaking some lies to you and you've been hiding behind the rock. Is there not a cause to fight? I'm not comfortable with this place anymore. I'm sick and tired of being this. I can't hide like this anymore. I'm going to fight. Is there not a cause, church? You've got purpose to reach the lost and dying world, to reach your family 
family, to reach your school, to reach your coworkers, to reach your friends. Stop believing lies. You have purpose. You can bottle your purpose up and rock, walk right out of here if you so choose. But the reality is, I don't want to be the same. I'm tired of believing the lie that I'm insignificant, that I don't really have purpose, that I'm struggling with just imposter syndrome. But I believe there are a people who are tired of living behind the rocks and are ready to stand up and say, is there not a cause to fight? I'm ready to sacrifice my life so that I can see God move. I'm not comfortable with just a couple clap your hands and, and sing a couple songs, but I want transformation in my life. I need it. Yeah, we may need to do something in our time, but I will forever come back to the feet of Jesus and let him teach me. Let him teach me how to walk right, how to talk right, how to live right. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. You're not holy. He is. I'm not holy. He is. So I pursue the one who is holy and he changes me. I'm not here to fit a mold, to look or act a certain way. I'm tired. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I'm going to open up and share something with you. Like, I go to conferences and I go to, to things and I look at all the other ministers. And I told my wife this yesterday. I can't stand going to these things because I always feel like I have to put on a different face. I was like, I love our church so much. Because I just get to be me. <laughs> I get to show up and, and, and be me. I don't have to be someone else. But sometimes I feel so insignificant. And I should never feel that way around another. Now, it's not anything that they're doing. It's things all up in my own head. Rescue me, somebody. I'm all up in my own head. But I have this feeling that I'm insignificant. I have this feeling in my life. Like I said so many times, like, I preach what I need to sometimes because the reality is, is just like you, I struggle. Just like you, I get up in my head and I need to be rescued. And it's by his blood that we have been purchased. He loves us and cares about us. We are not our own. I'm here to pursue Jesus, not culture. Not every wave of doctrine I'm here to pursue Jesus. Not what I think, but Jesus. Not what I want, but Jesus. Everything has got to revolve around Jesus. Everything in this church has got to follow Jesus. Everything that we do has got to align with Jesus. It's got to align with the word of God. I want my life to be a testimony of the goodness of God, the greatness of God. I'm tired of just saying, oh, I can't make it and being all up in my mind. And y'all got, for you guys who got kids, they like cereal. 
kids in here like, good, okay. When I was a kid, I liked cookie crisp cereal. You know what? As an adult, you're right. It is ew. I had it the other day. It was on sale at Menards. And I bought it, and I was like, babe, cookie crisp cereal. I bought it. You know, like when you get, you become an adult, sometimes you have like maybe a couple extra dollars and you can buy dumb cereal. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like Oreo cereal that I bought the other day. I don't eat a lot of cereal, but you know, I like those cereals, but like they put them on the bottom shelf, right, for the kids to see. All the kids walking down the cereal aisle. Oh, mom, I got to have this cereal. I gotta have this cereal and I love the cereal. And I've seen those kids. Sometimes they get so excited about their cereal. Mom, I gotta have this cereal. Or shoot, you know what? It can be just a toy. Man. Oh, mom, please, I need it. Mom, they're gonna make fun of me if I don't get the Lunchables. I need the brand Lunchables. Stop buying great value. Mom, I don't like it as much. <laughs> Please, if you like in the middle of the store. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I was never that child. What was going to happen when I got home if I was that child? Oh, but the desperation for the name brand. <laughs> Great value tastes just as good. <laughs> Y'all laughing, you've been there, you've seen it. <laughs> That's the childlike faith I'm talking about. God, I'm sick of this. I can't take it anymore. God, I need a touch from you. God, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at in my relationship with you. God, I'm tired of hiding behind the rocks. I'm tired of believing the lie that I'm worthless. I'm tired of believing this. God, I know that you said your word says I have value. God, help me to believe what your word says. Oh, God, I need you. I said some of it would be uncomfortable today. But I want you to leave with the hope knowing that you ain't got to buy the lie that you can sit at his feet no matter how messed up you are. And there ain't a disciple in this house that's going to say, no, you can't get to Jesus. I don't care your history. I don't care your lifestyles. I don't care your addictions. I don't care your struggles. You need Jesus because I needed him. When I was strung out on drugs, when I was having struggles with drinking, I needed Jesus. I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. And I would have never believed that I would be here on a Sunday telling you that you can have hope in Jesus. But here I am today. So put up with a little foolishness and let's believe God that he's able to deliver, that he's able to strengthen, that he's able to heal. My God is able to move in your situation. I believe it. Let the humble hear thereof and be glad. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. I worship you. He's so worthy. 
We've got to humble ourselves as children. Your takeaway from this today should be something along the lines of, I got to stop buying that story that I don't have purpose. God loves me. I do. I got to stop telling myself, selling myself short and thinking that others are so much greater than me. No one's greater. Not in this place. There's not a person greater. Not in this world. There's no one greater than you. But there is he who sits on the throne. Jesus Christ is greater than every one of us. We're on the same playing field. We need Jesus to change our lives. The last thing is I need to follow Jesus and be like a child that sits at his feet and learns. <clears throat> you see it when you get in the kindergarten class. Everybody sit crisscross applesauce. And they sit there around the teacher. <clears throat> and they read the story. The teacher teaches. And I think everybody believes it's this pretty picture, but I feel like it's a little messier than that. <laughs> I never want perfection from our worship team. I don't want perfection from you guys who run the computer. I don't care if the words get off. I don't care if the live stream doesn't look perfect or sound perfect because we aren't in it to do perfection. We're here to worship the perfect one. Throughout the week, you're gonna make mistakes. And just like Paul, I'm gonna get down on my knees and repent and die daily. God, forgive me. I know I made a mistake and I'm trying to live the best that I can to follow you. Help me to make it, God. And you're going to get back up from that position. And you're going to begin to pursue him again and stop living in the lie that says, oh, I sinned. I can't serve God now. Oh, I sinned. I can't make it now. I've lived that life for far too long. Yes, I've been a sinner. But you know what? I'm saved by grace. Yes, you may be a sinner sitting here today, but we serve a God that saves us by his grace and mercy. You don't have to leave the same carrying those burdens and bags. You can set them down at the feet of Jesus. I'm thankful that Jesus Christ is the God of this story. I don't know every story in this place, but I've had a lot of you write your story down. And you've given it to me. And I see and I hear the abuse you've experienced. I see and I hear the sins that you've done. And I see and I hear your story. But what I see in your story is divine provision that God provided for you in those moments. That he was fighting on the battlefield that he believed that he was fighting for you and he cared about you. And in spite of your sin, in spite of your abuse, in spite of the things that you struggled with, I love you. I care about you. I've read stories of abortion. I've read stories of addiction. 
I've never seen a story that said God didn't love me. I know without a doubt in my mind he loves you. And that in spite of who you are and what you've done, he cares about you. I want you to leave with the hope today that you can make it tomorrow. That you don't have to keep struggling. That he cares about you. I thank God for his presence. As this song plays, I want to invite you. I want to invite you to pray. If you want to join me in prayer up here, I invite you to. But your story is a story.
laughing. He's still filling people with his spirit. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Can you shout Jesus right now, church? There we go. Jesus is the one. Jesus is the reason why we're here today. God, we give you glory. We give you praise. God, I pray for every heart and every life. God, that we would leave this place with the purpose. God, to not just see our lives changed, but for every life we come in contact with, that we would carry your spirit with us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. Greet someone. Tell them hello. Tell them you're glad to see them. Shake someone's hand. Give them a high five.